Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Welcome back to California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. I'm Kevin and with Drew Schlossberg. Welcome back, Drew. I am happy to be here. And we are talking about adult school and uh, bald, uh, with our next guest, Excuse me. Our next guest, I thought we were having another power outage. I'm sorry. <laughs> our next guest, this segment is Baldwin Park Adult and Community Education School Senior Director, Dr. John Kerr. Welcome to the program, Dr. Kerr. Oh, thank you. Uh, can I call you John? Uh, you may, yes. Okay. Or uh, doctor. You earned <laughs> no, the title. And so, yeah. you, you're, you know, you definitely deserve to have it. That, that's one of the perks of earning the title, believe me. Um, well, you know I what? Want... Working at an adult school, most people just call me John because they're all adults, and it's kind of silly if they call me doctor. So, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Fine. I'd like to think I'm an adult. Other people will uh, quibble with that. But uh, what I wanted to start with um, every month or so in my mailbox, I get a, a pamphlet from the city. Uh, advertising uh, the community center and all these different uh, 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 classes and things that you can take over at the community center. And I often wonder if people somehow in the community might think that the adult school is roughly the same thing, that there's an equivalency, but there's not. The adult school is, uh, uh, is, is much different and much more. I mean, the, the community centers are vital to the community. But let's talk a little bit about the Baldwin Park mission, high achievement for all learners to meet career and post-secondary goals, and what distinguishes the adult school as a, as a force for good in the community, in the Baldwin Park community. Oh, I like that, a force for good in the community. That, sh- that should be our new mission. I'm writing it down. Uh, I'm writing it okay. down. Okay. Um, basically, you look at adult schools, and we're, we're kind of, I don't say we're a secret, we're a little under-publicized. But we're part of the traditional K-12 district, which means we're uh, controlled by a local school board. So we can really focus on community needs. So we can help people who are over 18 train for better jobs. We can help them get a high school diploma, a GED, uh, improve their English and literacy skills. Um, We have free babysitting for our students. We do job search assistance financial aid, Pell Grants, uh, academic counseling, career counseling. We have a whole slew of services we can offer adults in the community. And when we do this, and we can have our students get better jobs and get a high school diploma, it's going to help their families and, and just help them be a role model to their children. So it's it's a very positive thing for the community, and it's really um, – I think the special thing about Baldwin Park is our district has bought into adult education more than most districts. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, it sounds to me like to do all this stuff, you have like a, a staff of, of dozens and dozens of people to do all this stuff. Is, is, is that, is <laughs> well, I would like to truth? say it's just me, but it's not. No, that's not true. <laughs> not true. We have. Um, well, I'll just give you a, a real brief historical perspective. In, in 2008, the um, state of California almost eliminated adult schools. Districts had a choice whether to maintain their adult education programs 
or just absorb the money into K-12, and our district hung on to theirs. So I've got about 50 teachers. Um, I've got about, oh, five or six teachers on special assignment, two counselors, and then financial aid people, a job developer, babysitters, so we can maintain these core programs. Um, but we can't really do that without the district committing to these services, and, and they have. Drew, did you, uh, we're yeah. on California School News Radio with our guest, Dr. John Kerr of Baldwin Park Adult and Community Education School. Uh, Drew, did you have a question for? Yeah, yeah well, I remember uh, a billion years ago, uh, John, I worked for San Diego City Schools and uh, worked pretty closely with our adult ed uh, you know, director at the time. Um, and uh, it'd be curious for me to see if City Schools still has their adult ed program. Hopefully they do, and I applaud Baldwin Park for doing this. I can't think of anything that's more critical in this absolutely rapidly uh, changing 21st century than to, to continue uh, these uh, key courses and so forth in that aspect uh, of it. Um, how long have you been involved with adult ed? Well, um, yeah, there's a reason I'm called senior director. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing this uh, 38 years. Okay, so I mean, you started as an infant, obviously. You know, the one of the, you know, one of the things that you've probably seen just meteoric changes uh, in how adult ed is addressed and taught. Explain some of those over those thirty-eight years. Um, you know, years ago we um, we were basically funded by seat time, so it really didn't matter how right. effective the programs were as long as people were showing up. Right. So we would have people take courses. Um, say, in, in Microsoft Word, Microsoft Office, and they would be taking the same courses for five or six years because it was a social event for them. Uh, things have really changed or really graded on outcomes now. So when we're doing a, a career technical education program, so say we're doing an electrician program or an automotive mechanic, we really expect people to finish within a year and get a statewide certification, like their ASE certification, their electrician certificate. So the state is really requiring very definite outcomes now. And also because we give financial aid, we have to show that if a person completes our program, um, 70% of the people who complete our programs have to be placed in a job. So the it's it's much tighter now. It's much more outcome-based. I think the programs are much more effective than they used to be. Yeah, and with that in mind, so obviously you must have just a whole boatload of businesses lined up uh, to work with the students, whether it's in automotive or whether it's in you know, cosmetology or culinary arts, correct? Yes. We, and, you know, we're, I don't know if we're fortunate. It's hard to organize. Right. But for each program, like, we have an advisory committee, and it's comprised of, like, local employers. So to be on our advisory committee, you have to be somebody who would hire our students. Right. And so we're getting direct input from the employers, like, on our curriculum. So that really helps. Yeah, we all know that uh, certainly uh, what uh, sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect of what is actually uh, – you know, taught in the classroom to what is actually practiced in the field, of course. And, uh, you know, that synergy is uh, invaluable, I imagine, that it's of all the courses that you offer. Yeah, and it's also, you know, it's not just the, the skills that are taught. I mean, sometimes it's the soft skills. It's really right. good to hear from the employers, you know, what, what do you want uh, the student to have on their resume? 
how do you want them to act in front of uh, your clients or, or, or your customers? Um, you know, what are the important things? You know, we had, um, we've had several employers talk to us about piercing, tattoos, you know, when is it appropriate to use a cell phone? So it's good to have this input, and uh, in many cases, the employers will come directly into the classroom and talk to the students about these things. Yeah, I was going to say, so do you have a career day uh, that, that or, or are they just coming into uh, the random classes, or do you have a career day set up every year? Uh, we, we go a little beyond that. We actually have, um, every month, we have a professional development day for students. So we don't have classes. Uh, we're lucky, we're fortunate to have a performing arts center on campus. So we have a 400-seat theater. And we bring employers, we bring in community colleges, uh, we bring in, um, Kaiser Permanente has been a, like a really big asset. They send speakers all the time to come in and address the students outside of class. So we do that every month. You know, and, and maybe – uh, go ahead, Kevin. Well, I just wonder how many students do you have at the school? How many do you have enrolled at the school? Uh, throughout the year, we have 4,000 students. Wow. We have That's about 700. And, and some of these are short-term, you know, because we have other programs besides just the career programs. We have about 700 uh, enrolled in career programs uh, between the morning and the evening classes. That's practically a school district in itself. Yeah, don't tell the school district that. They'll get jealous. <laughs> okay. We'll delete that. Right. Okay. Yeah, it, what I was going to say, John, is, uh, and maybe, Kevin, you can offer this up. I always like to give people extra work that doesn't, doesn't affect me, but we actually used it here, <laughs> um, is uh, one of the things we used quite a bit, mainly with the, you know, college uh, interns, but certainly couldn't hurt to do with adult ed. Do you have internships uh, available for uh, your students, John? Um, we do in um, a, two of our classes, officially, they're called externships because right. they're not paid during the internships. That's right. Or, but uh, for pharmacy tech, uh, we require uh, 120 hours out in the field working in a pharmacy uh, to get their certificate. And we also have that for medical assistant. Uh, in our culinary program, which is kind of interesting, we, we have as kind of an unofficial uh, internship because we're lucky to have a, a large uh, resort hotel that does a lot of catering, and they actually ha- hire our students on to do banquets and, and things like that. So they get to work in a, a real hotel setting. Right. One well, of the reasons I was leading to is that we've used interns again on our Internet radio shows here in San Diego. Kevin, maybe you can use an intern that can be sort of a co-producer with you up at uh, uh, you, what you're doing. Oh, believe me, we have discussed that. We have discussed my intern. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you got uh, John's going to help you with um, and that. I'll be yes, and I'm going to be John. I'll be calling you after the show. And we'll be discussing <laughs> this a little bit further. Um. <laughs> well, one of the reasons why I say that is that you know there's so much going on in the world of podcasting, John, and you know that too, Kevin. That just the field is exploding exponentially. Um, and, you know, there's going to be some, and already is some real money in this. So it's something maybe to, uh, to consider. And so uh, I always like to put that on my friend Kevin's plate over there. Okay. Okay. Thank well, you. we Thank can you develop much, a new Drew. career pathway. There you go. Okay. And we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, uh, the career technical education classes and a big event coming up for the cosmetology and barbering school. You're listening to California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew and our guest, Dr. John Kerr of Baldwin Park Dolphin Community Education School. We will be right back after these messages. 
Securing Our eCity Foundation is a nonprofit organization focused on cybersecurity awareness and education. Formed in 2011, their mission is to enable every San Diegan to live, work, and play safely in the cyber world. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org, 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The SoCal Cyber Cup Challenge encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The SoCal Cyber Cup Challenge. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. You may have heard me brag about Progressive Medical Center and just how much they've helped me with my health. And Dr. Goley, one thing that you've helped so many people with is migraines. Unfortunately, there are millions and millions of Americans who are suffering with migraines and headaches, and they're debilitating because it affects the quality of their life, and they cannot function properly. At Progressive, we get the root cause because we understand that migraines could be caused by nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, believe it or not, delayed food sensitivities. And once we determine what the real reason is, we put a plan of action together with medication that we get them off slowly and we put them on an all-natural approach and the results are amazing. Incredible. I mean, there's so many people that can say they don't live their lives with migraines anymore thanks to Progressive Medical Center. And that's what's exciting and rewarding to us as physicians because we help our patients take control of their health and that's why they're living well. Why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today? Don't live in pain. Don't have migraines anymore. Just go to their website, Progressive medicalcenter.com Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit bizvidcommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D communications.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Welcome back to California School News Radio. I'm Kevin along with Drew, and our guest this morning is Baldwin Park Adult and Community Education School Senior Director, Dr. John Kerr. Welcome back to the program, John. Thank you. I just wanted to review the, the, the program areas that are offered at the Baldwin Park School. Uh, there's so many, adult basic and secondary education, that's improving reading math skills, English as a second language, of course, career technical education. We've talked about uh, a few of them. Also have automotive mechanic, electrician, uh, heating and air conditioning, 
Uh, and then what I love is the classes for, other, for older adults, for the senior citizens. You've got ceramics, jewelry casting, painting and drawing, piano, tai chi, aqua aerobics, and weight training. Uh, it's wonderful what you're doing for, for the uh, senior citizens there in Baldwin Park. Yeah, and I'd like to say that's something not every adult school does. A lot of adult schools drop those programs, and um, our board and, and our city work together really well, and they recognized that, you know, the the, the health and, and also the mental fitness of our senior citizens in the community are really important. They're, they're a very large group, and they really rely on the adult, adult school for these programs. Well, when you stay young at heart, you stay young. So that's uh, 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 congratulations to the the board for for realizing that and keeping those programs because that is really a wonderful thing. And I also wanted to, but for we talk about the cosmetology and barbering school for just a second because you have a big day coming up. Uh, you are are uh, it's it's called the Day of Pampering. And the cosmetology department has been asked to collaborate with Congresswoman Grace Napolitano, Congresswoman Judy Chu, and Geyser Permanente Baldwin Park Medical Center to host their annual Domestic Violence Awareness Month on October 25th. BPAY students will provide complimentary cosmetology students to 25 women who are housed in the domestic violence shelters. John, can you, can you talk about this a little bit? This is a very big day. This is a very big event for Yeah, you know, this is something we've been doing, um, I think, for the past four or five years. Um, it's, we, we always want our students, aside from just um, learning the skills, you know, learning how to be a barber and cosmetologist, have a connection to the community and, and realize, you know, they, they need to basically, you know, go out and, like you said, be a force for good in the community. So this is uh, an event where um, the women are bussed in. It's very low-key. We don't, you know, they um, are provided with a breakfast, um, a full day of services, <clears throat> excuse me, in our salon, including facials, manicures. They get their hair done. Some of these women, this is the first time chance they've had to come to a real salon uh, in years. Um, afterwards, um, we have a lunch, um, and they get to meet their congresswomen. And so it's just a, a, a good event for giving back. And how do the, I mean, how do the students and, and, and the women, how do, they, how do they get along? I mean, I would imagine if it's a barbershop, then, or, or I would say barbershop, but, I mean, that's, there's probably a lot of stories going on, a lot of uh, exchanging uh, information? You know, we've had, um, I've had students come and tell me after they've worked with some of these clients that, oh my God, that's exactly what I've been going through. So the sharing tends to be on a very personal and a, an emotional level. Um, so, um, I, I think the students just feel that good that they're giving back and they recognize things that have happened to them or have happened to their own family that um, they can contribute to doing something good for. You know, John, I think one of the nice things about uh, this, and you hit the nail on the head, whether it's working with the senior citizens or um, with the folks who have um, been involved with domestic violence, uh, it's more than just education. It's reaching out and showing that compassionate uh, you know, part and that you really are, you know, so far and so deeply involved in the community that that's got to go a long way. 
Yeah, thank you. Like I said, we, we really stress, you know, you just don't grow educationally here. We want you to grow as a person. Right, and then when people see you out in the community and doing these types of things, of course, it just makes a you know a greater connection, as Kevin well knows, and because of the field he's in, um, this type of you know cause marketing and and showing empathy and showing that you are you know just not going here and then leaving and all this and actually leaving a footprint is just so important for so many different reasons. Yeah, you know, in addition, and it was just last week. Um, our um, our community center holds a uh, our actually our senior center in Baldwin Park holds a senior prom every year, and it's a prom for senior citizens. And so our cosmetology class was actually out there doing makeovers and hair, so everybody could get dressed up for the prom. Hmm. So they see us out there a lot, and, and it's important because, um, you know, it's important to have that community support, like you were saying. Um, our salon is open like three days a week. Um, we give uh, senior citizens get a 50% discount. Veterans get free haircuts. We're really always trying to draw people in, uh, not only to do things for them, but to make them aware for the school of the school. And also the culinary arts program is also uh, uh, out in the community, uh, well-known in the community as well. They, uh, there's a couple of different places where you can buy... Uh, served by culinary arts students, correct? Yes, we actually have two fully functioning restaurants, um, one here on this campus, and that serves students, staff, and, and the community is welcome to come in, too. Uh, and we also have a, a restaurant at our district office because uh, we want to feed the superintendent and keep him happy <laughs> and have Very support important. there. Uh, we do a lot of catering in the community, though. We've uh, catered for our congresspeople, uh, we cater for the city of Baldwin Park. We've we catered for Kaiser Permanente, and then you know private groups as well. So we're we're out and about. All of our students in the culinary program, when they're out serving, uh, are wearing their their uniforms, so they know where they're from. Uh, and it's a good way for them to learn how to interact with customers. You know, once again, it's not just being in the kitchen and learning how to cook. You really have to go out and work on that customer service. And one and one area, another another place you will find the culinary class is at graduation at the end of the year. And we we talked about this in the last segment. Uh, it's such an emotional time for the students that are graduating. They're in caps and gowns, many of them for the first time. Uh, they're taking uh, graduation portraits with their families. Uh, and and there's a lot of student success stories. And we'd have just a couple of minutes. Uh, maybe John, you could talk about the uh, uh, Melissa Jimerson a little bit. Uh, I, yeah, She's Melissa, um, it, she was somebody, and it's like a very personal story, but she um, actually wrote an essay. We have a, uh, um, an essay contest every year, you know, what does adult education mean to me? And, and she produced this essay, and we had known her, but we, we didn't know everything. And so she had been, her parents were drug addicts. She... she um, her parents lost custody of her. She ended up in foster care. She became a drug addict. She was homeless at 18. Uh, she didn't have children. She lost custody of her children. And when she was looking at her second child, she realized she needed to turn her life around. She cleaned up. She went through rehab. She didn't have a high school diploma. She came to us. She had a family member who also was at the adult school which was good because that family member had custody of her children. 
And so her children were able to be in our babysitting program, so she had some contact with them. Um, And she got through ABE. She got her high school diploma. Uh, She's now going to Mount Sac, and she's now working. And, you know, she really credits adult education with giving her that support. And, And the thing about having a local adult education program instead of just going to a community college is community colleges are enormous. Here you have more of a small support system. Well, uh, that's a beautiful story, John. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. So I thank you for being our guest on California School News Radio. Thank you, Drew Schlossberg, for joining us as well again today. Uh, and our guests from Paramount Adult School. We will be back next week. California School News Radio. See you then. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What?, Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Securing Our E-City Foundation is a nonprofit organization focused on cybersecurity awareness and education. Formed in 2011, their mission is to enable every San Diegan to live, work, and play safely in the cyber world. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org, 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. I'm Nicole Heffel, an attorney with the Heffel Law Firm, and I'd like to encourage you to join me in honoring our troops. Part of the Heffel Law Firm's mission is to advocate for those returning veterans in need at no cost to them. You can help us with this by allowing us to serve you with your estate planning needs. I'd like to invite you to contact me at hefflaw.com. That's H E F F 
E-L-Law.com or call 619-550-3080.